Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Uh, you know, more partnering with... Celebrities and food. Celebrities and artists. You want to do one? You should do one. I would love that. Or, you know, maybe a Duncan, a Jeff Thomas Duncan. Heck yeah. Oh, oh, that would be, That'd be a cool idea. Oh, we do like a like a radio theme, you know? I would like to see what your ideas would be on that. Maybe do a mock-up. Everyone would have to order on the app. It's a, <laughs> that's right. It'd be a requirement. I'm they sorry. Have, it's an app-only store. There are no registers inside the store. No. <laughs> no cash exchange, no credit cards, order only on the app. Yeah, I think their app was down yesterday, and I could just see the like the look in their faces, like, "Oh God, that means everybody's going to have to order to you know," because they cycle people through yeah. faster when they order on the app. But sure. I think the the whole internet seemed like it was glitchy yesterday. I don't think it was just Duncan, and a little bit this morning too. Yeah, we had some <laughs> yeah, no issues kidding. with our live video. If you're confused, it. if you watched us start twice and bail, I'm getting ready to <laughs> just leave. <laughs> Awful. Well, yeah. let's begin this hour's E! News with Millie Bobby Brown this morning. Yes, the nine-year-old is getting engaged. Uh, I think she's 19. She is 19. But uh, a lot of people young. still say, that's a little young. She and Jake Bon Jovi, the son of John Bon Jovi, made it Instagram official yesterday. In the picture, she's showing off her new ring, and some jewelers are estimating it uh, could be worth somewhere between $75,000 and $150,000, which is a pretty big range. You'd think a jeweler would be able to nail it down a little bit more specific than that. I saw the photo of the guy, and I was like, I didn't see who it was at the time. I was like, he looks so familiar. Yeah. Does he look like Bon Jovi? Yeah, a little bit. He's a good-looking guy. He looks familiar. So I looked it up. I'm like, oh, that's exactly why. That's exactly why. He looks just like his dad. So they've been dating since 2021, or as Millie says, three summers. So if you look at it that way, maybe, right. you know, a couple years. But Jake is only 20, Millie 19, and of course the internet is very concerned that she's just a little too young. I wonder how John and, and his wife feel about their son getting married that They're young. elated because they love her. Do they love her? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If my daughter came to me at 19 and was like, I'm going to get married, I'd be like, me. She's she's pretty mature, though, for a 19-year-old, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, that's true. And they've been, they've been together for three years. And I think it depends. You know, it depends on the guy, too. It's like such. It's not like she's marrying a 42-year-old guy. Yeah, right. I mean, I think that uh, my parents were bummed that I didn't marry either one of my high school, high school sweethearts. sweethearts. I think, yeah, they were probably the, the first one when I was 14 was probably the best one I've ever had. 
And then the other one probably comes in second place. Yeah, and then Jordan so from the new happy. kids is not available. <laughs> no, so. that didn't. No, that didn't pan yeah. out like I thought it would. So but you have a son that looks like him. Yeah, kind of, sorta. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take a break on that note because we got Matthew McConaughey who's going on vacation. This is always feel confident on your second date with help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. The dawn of a new era. President Biden has officially declared that COVID national emergency to be over um now he did do it about a year after the rest of us did but i have to say i learned a lot during the pandemic i learned that the people who are most resistant to the government telling them what to do also happen to be the people who most need the government to tell them what to do it wasn't all bad there were some positives people helped each other we found out who in our communities care about others and maybe most importantly we now have enough toilet paper to last the rest of our lives i mean we do still have a lot of toilet paper. Yeah, do it's leftovers still? No, no. It's gonna be like, wow. No, but it's funny because you know, you realize you're like, oh God, we're we're out of toilet paper. <laughs> I forgot what that feels like. <laughs> like I have to go to Kroger and I gotta buy toilet paper. Yeah. I should probably just get some paper towels too while I'm at yeah, it. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. Load up. Mm-hmm. Nice day today. Sunshine. High of 77. I'm wearing the short sleeve shirt. You're ready. You are ready. I'm ready right now. These I'm are 51. the best days, man. When you're outside from like 4.30 to 8.30, you're just like, yes. These are the best days of our life. Yep. Agreed. All right. So Matthew McConaughey. Here we go. It's the Yellowstone spinoff. And he has not been doing any acting for the last three years. Did you guys realize he was on a break? No. It's been three years since he's done anything. He's been doing other stuff. He's been busy. But uh, he was on the Armchair Expert podcast, and he said to have, to go have some structure, like, I got a call time, I've got lines, I've got scenes, I've got a character. That sounds like a vacation right now to me. He also thinks his time away has made him a different or improved actor. He said, what I have is so much respect for the vocation of acting. I think I have a healthier relationship it's not, I'm not looking at it for my survival and my thrive-all. I think good acting emulates life. Real life is where this stuff comes from. I've heard actors say stuff similar to what he just said about how acting is kind of like going on vacation, but from yourself. Yeah. You get to be somebody else for a while. <laughs> right. I get to take a break. But then you have other actors like Florence Pugh, mm-hmm. who was in, uh, oh, what's that? Darling. Movie? Something Darling. Yeah, something worry, my Darling. darling. Don't mm-hmm. worry, Darling. Uh, she was also in, was it Somerset, which was that horror thriller? Oh, Like, yeah, she picks these so. characters that are really kind of messed up or tragic, and they just, like, they they almost flatten her, like, wipe her out to the like, point yeah. where she just has to let them die, like, has got to let them go. Like, it almost just mentally... That will mess you up. Wrecks her. Yeah. Yeah, but also, like, imagine how exhausting it must be to be someone that's like Johnny Depp that does full immersion. The same with, like, Dustin Hoffman. Like, they don't, like, they stay in character all the time, even when they're not there. Yeah, I think she's kind of like that. Like that? 
Yeah, like she was talking about when they when they were filming. So I guess she her part of Somerset was done three days before the rest of the crew had wrapped, and this had been ongoing for months, and she was really deep in character. And she talks about how when she had to go to her next job, this again, this is three days before the rest of the crew was done shooting. She had this image in her mind of when she was taking off in a helicopter and they were flying over the field where they had been filming all these months. She felt like she was abandoning her character, like leaving her character there to die. And mm-hmm. it wrecked her emotionally. Mm. Wow. So some people really are just getting into it. It lost it. Yeah. But others are like, yeah, man, it's like going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose a lot of it has to do with the part you're playing, though, too. I th- Matthew McConaughey is a pretty intense dude, though. Like, even when he's on vacation, he's doing a lot of stuff. <clears throat> all right, all right, all right. He yeah. is. Right. Like, yeah. I remember reading while well, listening to his book on tape, and he was talking about how he went just, like, all over Africa on vacation, and he was like hiking and backpacking and, you know, joining local tribes. And it wasn't like, you know, he was having a cocktail on the beach somewhere. Which would be great, too. Yeah, but he's intense. Like, I wonder if Margot Robbie and and Ryan Gosling were Barbie and Ken (laughs) 24 hours a day, seven days a week when they were playing. I really enjoyed being Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. And that movie, it's going to be coming out here soon. And we don't know a lot about it yet, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty out there. Margot Robbie is saying, the first time I read the Barbie script, my reaction was, ah, this is so good. What a shame. It will never see the light of day because they are never going to let us make this movie. She said, but they did. And then they asked her for details and she said, can't tell you. It's because it's horrible. No, you think? Have you you seen the trailer? Was funny. The trailer is hilarious, but I mean, you're going to watch an hour and a half, two hours of that. Well, let's see what they do with it. I'm going to give it a shot. I think it's got to be good because of Greta Gerwin, because she does. She's a great director and amazing stuff. She did Lady Bird. She's done a lot of really good stuff. But I think this is one of those things. It's like when somebody puts out an acoustic album, you're like, I don't know about this. No, I want to watch it just to see more about Michael Sarah playing Alan. Alan, (laughs) Ken's friend. (laughs) Yes, and there's a lot of innuendo with that. Well, yeah, don't. So it's going to be funny to see if it's. Not serious, serious. You know what I mean? I don't think you're supposed to take it very seriously. And I need a vacation. Yeah. So I'm going to take an hour and a half vacation. You're not going to get a lot of it, a lot out of it. Uh, All right. Ariana Grande has been looking thinner than usual in some of her recent Instagram pics. And it's got fans worried that she is unhealthy. Well, she responded to that on TikTok yesterday. I think we should be gentler and less comfortable commenting on people's bodies, no matter what. I know personally for me, the body that you've been comparing my current body to was the unhealthiest version of my body. I was on a lot of antidepressants and drinking on them and eating poorly and at the lowest points of my life when I looked the way you consider my healthy but that, in fact, wasn't my healthy. Mm. Yeah, so uh, her point is maybe not comment on people's bodies at all and uh, asked her fans to, quote, be gentle with each other and with yourselves. I think that sounds fair. So Post Malone, if you know him well, you know that he loves raising canes. And he loves it so much that he designed his local restaurant in Midvale, Utah, and it opens tomorrow. 
So the new location is very different <laughs> than your average everyday Raising Cane's. His is solid pink and has imagery of his face and tattoos on the sides. There's also a stainless steel one tower. Solid pink. Inside, there's posting memorabilia like outfits he's worn and personal guitars. The restrooms are designed to look like the inside of a medieval castle with a suit of medieval armor inside. Hmm. The dining area has a track system with ping pong balls running through with color changing lights. Since you know he loves beer pong, that's the reason there. Also, a pink vending machine filled with merchandise like shirts and keychains. They're also going to be selling the combo he always orders, and he calls it the Posty Way, which is four chicken fingers, crinkle cut fries, two cane sauces, two slices of Texas toast, extra salt and pepper, and to drink a mix of lemonade and unsweetened tea. Oh, that sounds, I could yeah, totally get behind all of that. that and the meal, good. yep, the meal comes with a special napkin sticker and a 32 ounce collector's cup. Oh, hmm. yum. I like it. It is kind I of fun. I didn't realize Post Malone and I had so much in common when it came to chicken fingers. Mm. That's kind of a cool idea, though. I don't think I've ever heard of a celebrity partnering with a restaurant chain and designing their own store. Because it is kind of boring how they all look the same. Yeah. I mean, you can still maintain the Raising Cane's integrity. Uh, yeah. I was going to say template. Theme. But add yeah. your own accents yeah. to it. That, Sort of personalized. Your pops of color. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, what else we got this week? Oh, a list of pop culture facts from the 2000s includes all kinds of things that I just, these are the kind of things I always find interesting, especially if it was a movie uh, that I saw and I find out later that, you know, the star who was in the movie almost wasn't the star. It was almost someone else like uh, Anne Hathaway, who was the ninth choice to play Andy in The Devil Wears Prada. I know. Who was ahead of her? She's so good in that role, She's too. She's perfect. And what does that psychologically do for you as the actor? Are you just grateful that you got the job, or are you like, God. I was the ninth choice. I was really? Well, was I seriously the last resort? I suppose it depends <laughs> on whether or not you nail it, and she nailed it. She did nail it. But I wonder if, like, when you show up on that first that first day of the shoot, and you're just like... Are they all thinking, oh, this was the best we could do? <laughs> it's the best we could get. Yep. Yeah, and that's really crazy because Meryl Streep's in that, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She played the boss. Oh, Remember, yeah. She was supposed to be like Anna, what's her name from Vogue? Wintour. Yeah. Yeah, just to add more pressure to right. it. Did uh, she know, though, I wonder, going in that she was the ninth choice, or is that a fact that came out later? Oh, yeah, I do don't they, know. And you know, when would know? you rather hear that news? Oh, much later. Right. After it's over. Um, the iPod's name was inspired by the line, open the pod bay door, Hal, really? from the movie 2001, A Space Odyssey. Yeah, that's a really creepy movie, Jane. You should watch oh, that. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, you have oh, seen yeah. it? Yeah. Is it about aliens? Yeah. No, One no comes thanks. busting out of a belly. Ew. No, that's no, alien. No, that is alien. No, this is different. 2001, A Space Odyssey. It's like you're, it, this goes directly to your fear of artificial intelligence, and it was shot by <laughs> Stanley Kubrick, the great late, the late great Stanley Kubrick, the director, in 1969. I think you'd have to check me on the date. I've What's seen that called? movie. It's been a long time. Yeah, but I've seen it. 2001: A Space Odyssey. There's a uh, uh, adult um, bar in with women dancers in Tampa, Florida, called 2001. Yeah. Space Odyssey. Yeah, I think that's a little different theme. 1968. <laughs> 1968. 
Yeah, it's really well done. Um, and then there's another story from Mike Myers. This is a great one. Mike Myers originally cut all of his lines in the original Shrek in his own voice, which you know what Mike Myers sounds sure. like. But after it was all done, I don't know, maybe he was watching the dailies or the previews, and he said, you know, how would you feel if I were to recut all of the lines in a Scottish accent? Hmm. And they agreed, but it cost him like $4 million. He told the story once on Inside the Actor's Studio back in like, I don't know, 2008 or something. Initially, I did it with a very thick Canadian accent. And then I determined that the accent that is of the people that I feel warmth towards and kinship are Scottish people. Scottish people have an amazing ability to go from happy to angry. And part of the things of ogres is that they're angry folk. And so if you go to a Scottish person's house, it can be all oh, that's great. I'm so glad you came over. Now would you take your shoes off? <laughs> <laughs> I had recorded all of it one way, and I said, I can do better. And Steven Spielberg said, great. And I redid all of it. And then I got a letter from Steven Spielberg saying, thank you very much for caring. Wow, that's cool. That'll be $4 million. <laughs> you, know, you know what? And think how long. It probably does not take very long at all. If he's just in the studio and just cutting, long, you know, he just probably ball, knocked hopefully. that out in a couple of days. Yeah. And he could probably do it at his house, too. That's mm-hmm. how a lot of those people work. And, like, in Hollywood, they have, like, a sound booth people. in their basement. And they just go down there and they, you know, plug in with the producer. And they say, say it this way or say it that way or redo that line. I always wonder, though, how that works with when you're doing an animated feature like that. I understand you're, you're talking computer-generated animation. Mm-hmm. But how do you pair that with human voices? Which comes first? Do the human voices try to match what the animators created? No, I would think the voice would come first. Or does the, yeah, or does the voice come first, and how do they do that? Yeah. It's fascinating to me, the technology. I'd love a behind-the-scenes documentary on they something like some that. They have some of that kind of stuff. Like, if you go on to Disney+, Plus, like, they'll show you Pixar, a making of blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah? And so what they do is they'll have, like, you know, I think Toy Story is one of them, and they'll have, like, Tom Hanks in the booth as Woody, and they'll show you what he looks like while he's saying that line, Tom Hanks. Mm. And then what they created for the art animation is very similar to the facial features that Tom Hanks has while he's saying it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Let me know if you want my login, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all I've got. I got, I got a couple of quick things that will make you feel good. These all are right. good news stories. Uh, something Rachel Ray did that was really cool she went to an orphanage in western ukraine and refurbished their kitchen and taught the kids how to cook which uh, you know just when you consider everything that they've been through and little things that go such a long way uh, i can't imagine how happy those kids must have been she also donated an ice cream maker and a floor cleaner that's really cool. She said, wow. I'm just grateful that they allowed me to be a part of their community and their effort. It, it is a moral imperative to be here That's awesome. right now. Uh, people here in Ukraine, she said, they continue on with their lives despite whatever happens. And some of their world, some of some of the people there, you know, their world has just been shattered. And she says, I'm in such awe of that. Uh, Rachel has been to Ukraine four times this year. She keeps going back. 
and plans are underway for her fifth trip. And on another note, Ed Sheeran did something really cool. He surprised one of those New York City subway singers. You know, if you've ever spent time in New York, if you've ever taken the subway to get from here, there, or wherever, mm-hmm. uh, they get a lot of, you know, performance artists who uh, perform for money. And some of them are really good. Uh, well, here's the moment that Ed walked up behind Mike Young and started harmonizing with him. You'll hear Mike's surprise. Dancing with my eyes closed. Everywhere I look, I still see you. What up, Ken? I love you. You're great. You're the man. Can I hear you sing it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dancing with my eyes closed. Everywhere I look, I still see you. Time is moving so slow. I don't know what else that I can do. So I keep dancing with my eyes, eyes, eyes closed, eyes, eyes. I keep dancing with my. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. No, that's great. Oh, I love that. Uh, also, Ed gave him two tickets to his concert. You never that's know who you're cool. going to run into in a New York subway, huh? You never true. know. That's a that's a God's honest <laughs> truth. Is. Celebrities, I would all see celebrities time. using it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, They always have a hat on and glasses. True story. <laughs> and that is your latest E-News. We'll have more for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets to the Children's Theater of Cincinnati's production of Disney's Moana Jr. Live at the Taft Theater. It goes on April 16th through the 23rd. For tickets and details, go to thechildrenstheater.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Jim. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you this morning? I am fantastic. How's the Q crew? Hanging in Q there, good. Hanging in there. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So we want to send you to the Children's Theater to see Moana. You just got to tell us which one of these headlines is the real one. So is it A, a scam caller that was pretending to be a deputy called that deputy? Is it B, woman at bar claiming to be proctologist kicked out for performing free prostate exams in the kitchen? Or C, man saying he was a plumber caught stealing toilets from customers' home? I'm going to go with A, Jen. You're right. You are right. You are on it today. Well Fantastic. done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, again, crime school 101. If you're calling <laughs> someone pretending to be someone else, the worst number to dial is the person you're impersonating. Correct. <laughs> the Pierce County Sheriff's Office in Washington State is warning people about a scam caller who was pretending to be their own Sergeant Darren Moss. Oops. And the scam came to their attention because Darren received a call himself from the caller pretending to be Darren. 
Uh, the caller says they have to discuss an urgent legal matter with you, and eventually they ask you for money to pay fines or, or even gift cards. Uh, they haven't caught the perp yet. But Darren is reminding citizens that no public official will call you asking for money over the phone ever. And if you're unsure, call the police station's main line directly, not the number the caller tells you to call. That's This is where Sergeant Darren Moss decided to give the scammer a call and was sent to a voicemail where the scammer was again pretending to be the officer. It's crazy. You reached Sergeant Darren Moss with the Pierce County Sheriff's Office. That's that's not Sergeant yeah. Darren Moss of the Pierce oh, County Oh, that's not him. He sounds so legit. I know. You reached Sergeant Darren Moss with the Pierce County Sheriff's Office. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial 911. If it is not an emergency, please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I will get back with you. Thank you. Hey, Darren. I'm just calling you back because you said that there was something going on. Huh. What do wow. you have? I'm just calling you back because you're pretending to be me. Right. <laughs> I oh, fell geez. for that one time. Not necessarily the police department, but I Oh, had, you thought it was the IRS or something, I did right? because I moved from Kentucky to Ohio, and I had an issue with the IRS already. Like, they had contacted me via mail, and so someone called my phone and told me they were the IRS, and I totally believed them. Because I was like, well, I already have this issue. And I remember, like, I was crying and I believed everything they said. And, of course, they wanted my bank number. But I was kind of, like, skeptical about it. So I hung up on them and I called Scott. And he's like, hang up. They're not going to send the cops to your house. <laughs> yeah. What are you, dumb? And I'm like, well, you don't understand. It was the police. Yeah. No, it wasn't. And I totally was like, hook, line, and sinker. But only because I already had a previous well, that's where they get yeah. you. And that's why they call it a fishing skit because you're going fishing for people who may have a situation like yours yes, and they that would cause me. them to respond. Yeah, got I me. mean, you can see how they suck old people in oh, all the time. Sure. I yeah. mean, I know that my mom is getting constantly getting calls and emails and it's like, nope, 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 yeah. nope. Well, and, you know, Scott's probably used to steering his mother away from, you know, yeah. his... his Mom well, away she, from yes. situations like and that. And she'll call him now, too. Like, did you email me? Blah, blah, blah. Or she'll call him and be like, I got an email from Amazon. He's like, Mom, no. Did yeah. you call me after being kidnapped and ask for <laughs> ransom money? <laughs> Just calling to see if you're okay. He sounded, sounded a lot like you. <laughs> Are you okay, honey? All right. It's uh, 16 after 7. Coming up, AI is ruining the lives of fortune cookie writers. We'll have the full story coming up. Plus, should honking your horn be considered free speech? Your news that didn't make the news is coming up next. First, Denise Johnson is standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. All right. 720. Jeff and Jen. Don't buy your kid a blue bathing suit. We'll explain why. Uh-oh. Also, should honking your horn be considered free speech? It is Wednesday, the 12th of April of 2023. We are Jeff and Jen, and here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right. Once again, uh, a movie about the not 
too distant future is wrong in predicting what our real future is going to look like. Mm-hmm. I refer once again to the movie Her, starring Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah, and remember how that went. How long ago was that movie out? God, it's been 10 it came years. out, I want to say, like 2015 or something, okay. maybe soon, maybe even earlier than that. Uh, but in the movie, in in the future, uh, he's he, a lonely guy. He works as a as a greeting card writer. He does this for people who who want to write something heartfelt, but maybe don't have the words or the means to means of expressing themselves in person. So they hire somebody to basically take their thoughts and consider their history and write something beautiful that touches their loved one and. We should have known that AI mm-hmm. is going to take over all that. It was yep. 10 years ago, 2013, her 2013, came out. yeah. Yep. It doesn't seem like that. that eesh. Right. Have you seen the movie yet, Jen? Oh, I saw have that you? movie way back when. Oh, you did. So oh, yeah, you know I knew. And I'm watching it the whole time, and I'm like, exactly. Even back then, I was it's like, only a matter of time. a bad idea. But if it wanted to be accurate, it should have had AI doing that show. But I guess they had to give him something to do <laughs> to show how sensitive a man he was. Well, what ended up happening, of course, is he falls in love with her. And she's just a... She falls she's in just, love with an AI. Yeah, he falls in love with this AI, this girl that he's talking to. And then she just keeps getting smarter and smarter and smarter and smarter. And to the point where she is completely outthinking him and is all buddy-buddy with all of her other AI Brains. Brains. That brains in quotation air quotes. And they take over the world. Nope. So it's not a robot person. It's just a voice on like a speaker. That that he talks to. That he Mm -hmm. talks to. Yeah. Wow. So it's whatever's in his mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's like a think of think of a really sophisticated, like human version of Siri that Seems to have thoughts and feelings and emotions and curiosities and predictions and and it doesn't and and a personality right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, anyway, I bring this up because uh, one more concern about AI is losing jobs to robots and artificial intelligence, and now they include fortune cookie writers. See how sad is that? Yeah, freelance writers, I guess, are paid up to 75 cents per fortune they churn out. <gasps> That's somebody writing those? Somebody's got to write it. Where'd you think they come from? I just thought they were I recycling the same ones for the past 100 years. I mean, how, hard is it? <laughs> how, hard, hard, how hard is it to say your winning lotto numbers are 3, 16, 34? <laughs> well, see, and that's what I thought was the it's only, not. I thought that was the only part that changed. Here's how to say apple in Chinese. The same, and then the numbers on the back just evolved. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least one company is now experimenting with ChatGPT to create those sayings. The co-founder of that company claims the AI fortunes are virtually indistinguishable from those written by industry veterans. ChatGPT can spit out fortunes in seconds, so that's clearly efficient. But several other fortune cookie companies are hesitant because they're worried about the quality of AI messages. They're concerned they'll be boring nonsensical or even offensive so for now they're keeping their writers i love that there's so much quality control concern in the fortune cookie writing business hey people need jobs man and if that's what they're good (laughs) at and they love doing it you'd hate to see a machine take it from them well you know they say 
as machines continue to take jobs from people, the unemployment rate at some point will be like 80%, yes. you know, when it gets to that point. So and then what? It's going to completely change our economy and the taxes And the rich are and just going to keep getting richer and the more and more poor people everywhere. How are we going to find jobs? We're not going to have, there aren't, we won't. Blue collar, we'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll be have at to do the, trades. The government will be giving us whatever they think we need, and that's how we survive. On the other hand, they had a story last night of an artificial intelligence technology that, that is discovering cancer, like being able to pinpoint cancer cells before they even become de- tr- detectable using traditional means. Yeah. So they're getting ahead of stuff that... Typically, you might not discover until you're already in stage four, but they're catching it while it's still treatable. This was a lung cancer study. I saw that also on NBC Nightly News. Are they going to be able to come up with a treatment too? Well, that's the thing was, is that they asked the doctor, they showed the doctor the lung and she was like, they said, do you see cancer here? And she was like, no, I can't see anything. And this artificial intelligence lit up like a freaking Christmas tree, all these little particles and stuff. It was very interesting. Mm. But yeah, they might be able to do treatments too. Who knows? You would hope. Meanwhile, we learned something new today. If you missed our Facebook Live video, I don't even know if we had <laughs> oh, time. God, we Good God. It you took probably like did three... miss it because it was yeah. a bleep show this morning it with the sound. really was with all of our sound issues. But, uh, yeah, we learned that uh, your speech may be protected by the First Amendment, but your car's voice is not. Back in 2017, a woman in California, her name is Susan Porter, she got cited for unreasonable use of a vehicle horn after she <laughs> honked at least 14 times after she drove past a protest. Now, oh she so she was driving but she she was voicing her opinion of the protest. So was the honking in his support like, "Yeah, go go go," or was it like trying to drown them out? The protests that I've been a part of, and I haven't been in many, uh-huh. but you want them to honk as they're going by. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, you raise your hands and, and you take the, yeah, the the horn honking as a show of support. They beep okay. their horn and they wave and, or I don't know, maybe give you the finger. Who knows? I guess it depends on the intent. But uh, she's been fighting the fine ever since, claiming that it resulted in her censoring herself by refraining from using her vehicle horn for expressive purposes. That's not fair. Well, a federal appeals court has just ruled that honking a car horn is not protected as free speech. The court said that there should be regulations on excessive horn use because its primary purpose is to alert others of a traffic safety hazard and not to be expressive for First Amendment purposes. Well, they need to tell everybody that because I don't think anybody uses, very rarely uses the horn for that That is an incorrect definition of what the horn is for. I used mine this morning on the Norwood lateral. I've said this before. How my morning goes on the lateral sets the mood for the entire day. And that person in the (laughs) forest green Celica and the dark blue Honda in the left lane going 43 I used my horn. Beep, beep. Wake up! Yeah, move yeah. it or You're lose on it. the freeway! Yeah. And when you passed him, did you look to see? Was it an old I got person? real was close. It somebody on a phone? Got real close. What I was don't the know. issue? The seat was were very they close. They were very, very close to the <laughs> steering wheel, <laughs> which is another sign of a horrible driver. 
Well, if this whole story isn't silly enough, the original citation was actually dismissed because the deputy didn't didn't show up in traffic court. Oh, wow. So Susan's been fighting this car horn case for years for nothing. (laughs) So it's unclear how much that's going to cost her in legal fees. Can you imagine after all that? After all that. Maybe she can afford it, though. You know, digging in. She was going to, yeah, fight for her right, man. Yeah. All right, well. If you're out there telling random people the precise length of your manhood, uh, first of all, that's weird. (laughs) And secondly, a new study also found that you're probably lying about it anyway. Well, yeah. Wasn't there the, how does the old joke go? I just remember the punchline because a man says that this is eight inches. Oh. <laughs> and holds your fingers like four. Yeah, it's something, there's something about him not being able to yeah. judge distance or something or measure. Oh, about 10 inches. Yeah, that's about 10 inches right here, and you're holding like four. Yeah. Well, researchers in one of the happiest places on earth, Denmark, uh, asked 200 men how big their junk was and found the average guy exaggerated by more than 20%. So what did they do? They asked him and then they measured? Well, the average answer, <laughs> they asked him, and the average answer was 7.1 inches. Oh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm about 7.1 inches. <laughs> I like the point one that you throw in the point one. Right. But previous research has found the real average in Denmark is actually under six. In fact, it is 5.85, if you want to be exact. So the average claim was 21% bigger than that. Now, they didn't include answers that were obvious lies or joke, like one guy who claimed he was over 13 inches, which yeah. would be a new world record. <laughs> right. I want to see that. Yeah. What is the world record, does it say? Uh, 13 inches. But the study also found the average guy added about an inch to their height as well and claimed they were several pounds under their actual weight. Yeah. None of that's a big surprise, I don't think. Well, I'm not going to get into my manhood here, but I will tell you, <laughs> no, I'm not six feet. I'm only 5'11". <laughs> uh, Uber is now charging more when your battery is low. Have you ever needed an Uber and you kind of panicked when you realized that your battery was at like 3%? Oh, on your phone, All yeah. the time, yeah. That's, that's funny. scary. It's why this would be so sneaky if it's true. Uh, And I don't know for sure if it is true, but Uber is being accused of tracking people's battery life and charging them more when they're on low power. How do they know? Well, the app is on your phone and you're using the app. And so how does my battery percentage tell? How does it get to them? How do they know? Your app probably they're alleging has a way of monitoring or measuring your current battery that's strength. so sneaky that is wouldn't sneaky. it be if it is were DoorDash true doing it too yeah <laughs> well a they newspaper, know you're hungry a newspaper in brussels belgium tested it by booking the same ride from the same place with two different phones at the same time one had 12 percent battery power the other had like 84 percent the one with plenty of power got charged 18 dollars 10 cents the one with only 12% battery power got charged over $19. So wow. it was about 6% more. It sounds like they only tested it once, which is pretty lame and doesn't really prove anything. But it's also not the first time Uber's been accused of this. They also had to deny it back in 2019. Huh. Uh, basically, now, now they, they do admit, Fritchie, they do admit that they can see how much battery you have. 
but claim it's only so the app can switch to low power mode when it needs to. Oh. Well, that makes sense. They say any difference in fares would have more to do with existing demand. That's a great cover story. They got a great cover story. And the supply of drivers who can respond. I know it's brilliant. (laughs) In other words, you're saying two identical trips might have slightly different prices because the number of drivers available is constantly in flux. Well, yeah, because have you ever been with a group of people and like Tim will pull up an Uber and I'll pull up an Uber and his will be like 3570 and mine will be 2730 because we're all going to the same place. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But now that kind of makes it make sense. And it was my experience and it could have just been coincidence or or maybe uh, I just am unlucky that way that anytime I would use Uber more often than not. Uh, the rides would end up getting canceled or it would just keep spinning or it would leave me waiting or it wouldn't be able to find a driver. Uh, so I just started using Lyft because I never had those problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Lyft sealed it for me because they started adding additional Delta miles. Oh, there That's you go. Cool. Well, and I find it so interesting, too, when you open up both of them and you're going to the same place, how sometimes it's like Night dramatically yeah. different. Yep. Like, it'll be $13 on Lyft and $23 on Uber. You're like, what's going on? But I will tell you the challenge that I've had with Lyft, Jeff, is is them saying that they have a car that'll fit six people, mm-hmm. and they don't. And it oh, shows really? up, and then <laughs> and you're like, sh- what yes. am I supposed to do? I'm not going in the trunk. Right, and that's the thing, though. Like, one time we were in Lexington, I think, and we had six people on a bachelorette party, and it sent us a Toyota Highlander, which I'm sure would comfortably fit six people, but it had bucket seats. Mm. So it was like it didn't have enough. Like, three people were crammed in the little teeny tiny back part. And then it had bucket seats. And then they had to clear everything out of the front seat so somebody could sit up there, too. And I'm just like, that's not the kind of, I don't know. It's not right. It's not right. So who who misrepresented? Was it Lyft or was it the driver misrepresenting their vehicle to Lyft? Probably the driver, I would say. And is there a way that you can... You have to report back, like, or give them a star or whatever. It'll be like, how was your ride? And if you don't give them five stars, it'll ask you, like, what happened. Yeah. But I also was one time we were in Savannah, Georgia, and this woman's car was disgusting. Uh, like like some, mine? Did oh, you feel like I was no. picking you up? It was worse than yours. And that's saying something. Mm. It was so bad. I'm like, there's no way this girl can continue to She lift. was thinking, man, I should have called Jen. It I should have. <laughs> yeah. But there's not that many, like, Ubers and Lyfts in Savannah, Georgia. It's not that, you know. Right. There's more now probably, but at the time there weren't that many. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up. Uh, the Lizzo Lotto Lottery. We're going to call out all eight numbers from yesterday. Uh, if you're new to the contest, Jen, this is how you win. You listen every hour from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. today and tomorrow. Uh, we use the Q102 lottery machine. Did you see it back here with all the colorful balls, the colorful numbers? Yeah, that's very there. cool. I'm excited. So we pick a number each hour <laughs> starting at 9 o'clock. So there's eight total numbers each day. So you got to write down each number. And then the following day at 740, if you're caller 20, when we tell you to be and you list the the right numbers in the right order, uh-huh. then you're going to the show. How about that? I like it. So that's what we're going to do coming up at 740. Uh, we're going to put it out there. And if you can identify and list all eight numbers in the correct order, you're going to see Lizzo and Lotto in Lexington. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. First, check the roads. We got Denise Johnson standing by here with your latest Q102 traffic. <laughs> 
God, we just can't get rid of this stuff. Ugh. Which stuff? Uh, it seems like one of those absurd family guy jokes, but somehow it actually happened. On Monday, a truck overturned here in Ohio, which was carrying 40,000 pounds of that yeah. contaminated soil. so awful. That. The toxic material was from the site of the train derailment in East Palestine that happened two months ago. That, uh. The truck overturned just four miles from East Palestine. So this, this region has now suffered two toxic spills featuring the exact same material across two different modes of transportation. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. It is. It's inexcusable. I mean, it just is really mind-blowing. I guess on the plus side, if if there is a plus side, the Ohio EPA says the new spill was contained and is not a threat to nearby waterways. Let's hope that's true. Uh, But I guess the truck hit a ditch and a utility pole and it overturned on its side and it's unclear why the driver lost control, but Evidently, he was cited, and no one was seriously hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got that fire in Richmond, Indiana now. Yeah, now that looks real bad. Insane. Especially in the dark, you could see it kind of billowing on the news this morning. The toxic fumes coming from that, man. Well, when it was happening yesterday, I was watching the news yesterday afternoon, and this smoke cloud was showing up on the weather radar because it was so intense. Yeah, I mean that's and that's national news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're talking about that everywhere. It's it's a, that's scary stuff. Just a, a big environmental nightmare. And I, you know, how, they don't know like how far that's gonna build. How many how many oh, people that's gonna affect? I was, well, and I was just asking Tim earlier. I'm like, where are we in relation to Richmond, Indiana? How dissipated will it be by the time it <laughs> comes Jeez. our direction? Yeah. Scary. It's scary stuff. But, you know, I guess a lot of it has to do with the jet stream in the moment, too. So there's that concern. Uh, summer is still two months out. But you might be looking at new bathing suits already. I just got a very colorful one when I was down in Florida. Did you? You? you that's not like you. What inspired you to get something bright? Uh, Nothing. She picked it out. Uh, what do you Peter- mean by bright? Like neon? No, it, it it's mm-hmm. so funny. It kind of looks like it's sort of like a guy's version of Lily Pulitzer. <gasps> Ooh, I love that with the pink and the blue. Yeah, you could easily mistake it for like a Lily Pulitzer. Maybe it's, it's I'm kind of cracking suit. up that you know who Lily Pulitzer. I is. had to just Google it. Oh uh, well, no. why do you know Lily Pulitzer? Because we see it every time we go yes. to Florida. All the old ladies wear it. Don't okay. Yes. Every every single time, let me tell you what. Every time bright. you go anywhere on vacation in the world that involves water and or a beach, someone will have on that pattern. It's oh, like yeah. a paisley. Saw it everywhere. Pink, well, just walk blue. into Dillard's. It's right by one of the oh, doors yeah. at Dillard's at Kenwood. And now that yeah. we're talking about it, you're going to get targeted. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so I was looking for this. So that's where I got this shirt was at that store because okay. I really like Peter Millar's shirts. And she said, uh, these bathing suits are nice. Why don't you try this on? And uh, I did, and I actually liked it. Oh, she wow. said, you should get that. It looks what good What colors? On. Say it again. What colors? Uh, it? It's like blue and pink and green. So, oh, wow. Like Tropical I said, kind feel. of, yeah. Hmm. Did you say Peter Millar? Peter Millar. Isn't that the guy from Hunger Games? Isn't that the name of Josh Hutcherson's character? No, Peter. Peter. Oh. Peter. <laughs> 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 
What yeah, is that? he was a clothing designer. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Peter he did Malark. after yeah. he, Oh, Malark. <laughs> it was close up because I was buying it for a second. I'm like, I think she's right. That's what he did after he finally got out of all those worlds. He started designing bathing suits in Florida. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? No. Okay, sorry. But but mine is like multicolored. But they're saying you should never buy your kid a blue bathing suit. Correct. Yeah. We have this story every year, I feel like. I, this is new. It's a good reminder. You think it's new? I've never heard this. Oh, so. I thought, yeah. A I, swimming a- teacher in Florida posted a video on TikTok that racked up millions of views in the past week, and she says blue bathing suits are dangerous because uh, they're impossible to see. They now, match the color of the this. lining yeah. of the pool. Yeah. Yeah. She, she bought one for her daughter just to show people what she means. She chose, like, the worst possible color. It was, like, a light blue. Sure. And, uh, yeah, I could see how it would be dangerous because it is the exact same color as the bottom of every swimming pool. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to keep track of them in the water and make sure they're okay. But, uh, yeah, I guess uh, a, a few lifeguards chimed in and, and agreed with her. So neon yellow is good. Neon pink is good. Anything neon for sure. Green. They, they also said light pastels in general aren't great, you know, especially for little kids. Makes sense. Yeah, so now they know. Instead, they they said stick with bright colors like orange or red. They're much easier to see. And now you know. So Robert is looking for a second date update. We've had we have a lot of guys call. It's not just guys ghosting. A lot of women do that too. And we're going to try to get to the bottom of Robert's situation here. Good morning, Robert. Good morning. So let's start from the beginning. How did uh, how did you meet Melanie, and how did that first date go? Uh, the funny thing about this whole thing, when I was out on the date, I saw Tim. Oh, our Tim? <laughs> you saw me? Yeah. Do you remember me at Metri? I walked up to you, said that I was on a first date. I wasn't sure yet how it was going, and I just hoped that I didn't end up on the second date update. You know? I do remember. I was a couple in already, but uh, <laughs> but I do remember. You, are you an electrician? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. But yeah, when I said that, I was, I was thinking that it would be you calling me because I ghosted, not the other way around. The tables have turned, eh? Yeah, exactly. Understood. But we were there, and we're both recently divorced, and all our kids are in college. Mm-hmm. So it's time for some fun, right? You're ready to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we got a lot in common. Uh, we both want to downsize and travel and move closer to downtown. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a successful guy. She's got a lot of money in her divorce. You oh. know, so. <laughs> well, that's so handy. she's living well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're both living well. We have similar tastes and things, you know, nice restaurants. Good. You know, all the good stuff. These you know, are important things to have in common. You've been sacrificing for your kids all these years. You guys are now able to pamper exactly. yourself a little bit. I exactly. Got Why not? That's That was the whole idea. So I thought that that made us a good match, you know? And the fact that she took me back to her place afterwards and put all the moves on me, I thought, you know, that was feeling the deal for another date. This is really going somewhere. Right? Okay. So honestly, I don't know what happened. I left early the next morning. Everything was pleasant, you know, a hug and a kiss. And I told her I'd call her later. She said, okay. And then she didn't answer, and she hasn't responded to my text, so I don't know what's up. Hmm. And so that initial date—that's when we saw each other, right? That was exactly. And then that this is that—that that you spe- you went to her place that night. Exactly, and it was great. All right. And how did you say you guys met? You said you met through friends. Yeah, it was it was through friends, but everyone thought we had so much alike. 
that we might as well go for it. And I thought everything was great. So I don't know what happened. Okay, so nothing weird happened the night before? No, everything was great. We got along. We talked. I spent the night. So Yeah. And, and you feel good about that? Oh, yeah. No, it was great. <laughs> He's calling, so that's important. Yeah, I'd love a second date. But it sounds like things were weird the next morning, though, huh? Well, you know, it was pleasant. It wasn't, you know, what I thought it could have been, but it was pleasant. Like I said, we hugged, kissed, and told her I would call her later, and she seemed to be up for it. So not weird enough that you noticed at the time. Exactly. But then when I call and I text her and it just... Nothing. Exactly. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold. Fritch will pick up. She'll take down her phone number and we'll set the call up. When we come back, the story of Robert and Melanie as we continue on Second Date Update here at Cincinnati's Q102. All right, so Robert kind of met Melanie through friends just because they have so much in common. People thought they'd be great together, and it does turn out that they have quite a bit in common. The kids are grown, gone off to college. Robert is a successful guy. Melanie is divorced, but evidently got a great settlement. So now that the kids are (laughs) off to college, you know, they can kind of treat themselves a little bit. They're looking to downsize. They're both looking to eventually move downtown, do a little more traveling, enjoy some of the finer things in life since they have the freedom and the means to do so. So they were hanging out at Mad Tree, having a great time, ended up going back to her place. He spent the night. He said things couldn't have gotten better between them. He left the next morning. There was a hug and a kiss. I'll see you later. Okay, everything's great. And now he can't get her to return his phone calls or texts. So what the hell happened? That is a pretty, I think that you encompassed everything there. Except me. I ran into him at the bar. Oh, yeah, that's true. And the Tim, what was your no, observation? Tim knows this guy. Did you I, have know, I was packed. There were so many people there. I was on like the tent side, yeah. and he was on the inside, and I just passed, and he was like, Tim, what's up? So yeah. did you see him sitting with her? They were standing at one of those stand-up things. Okay. But it was a whole yeah. group, so I didn't really realize who it was. You, okay. He just so said, you I'm going on a date. Sense. All right. Yeah. Oh, so he said we're on a date. Yeah, because so. he was like, "We're on a date." But I hope with I hope it doesn't have to turn into second date update. Huh? I wonder if that's what she <laughs> thought was we weird. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's why she's not calling him back. No, because they went back to her place and he spent yeah. the night, so she must have gotten over it. Yeah, the four <laughs> seconds that I was part of it. Yeah, but maybe right. she just needed some. <laughs> <laughs> that's entirely possible as well. All right. Well, Robert, we're going to try to get you a second date. We're going to give Melanie a call if you're ready and good to go. Is there anything else we need to know before we make the call? No, I think that's it. All right. Let's do it. Hello. Hi. Is this Melanie? Yes. Hey, Melanie. It's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you? Jeff and Jen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you oh, remember boy. running into Tim when you guys were at Mad Tree? I really only talked to him. Oh, did you not see her? I, there was a big group, so I'm not sure. Oh. I don't, but I've been out with a few different people. Hi. So, <laughs> who's this one about? What is this about? Okay, so obviously you are dating more than one person right now, it sounds like. Yeah. Fine, no judgment. It's just we're, we want to make sure we're talking about the same person. Um, okay. Robert called us, and Robert is the guy who you hung out with at Mad Tree. And the only reason, when the reason I brought up Tim was because Robert and Tim had run into each other at Mad Tree during your dates, which is why I just assumed that maybe you saw him too. But Robert is kind of bummed out that he hasn't heard from you since that night. I understand he went back to your place and he spent the evening, and he has nothing but glowing things to say about you. And he's confused as to why you're not at least responding to his texts. Yeah, 
Well, that's just not going to work out with him at all. How come? He, I mean, he was married for way too long to a woman who obviously just took care of his every need because, like, I mean, I know this because I did the same thing for my ex-husband, and I saw all the warning signs this time, and I'm not going to do that again. So what kind of warning signs are we talking about here? Oh, my gosh. He left his clothes everywhere, wet towels on the floor. Oh. He didn't even flush the toilet. Ooh. And, yeah. And this is at your house? My house. He used my toothbrush, and he, oh. he left chunks of toothpaste in the sink and splattered mouthwash on the counter. I mean, He left quite a trail. Sounds like it. Yeah, he left a trail, and if you want to live that way, that's fine, but I do not, and I'm not, I won't, I'm you know, I'm not going to do that again. I I'm not. I won't. Uh-huh. I refuse. <laughs> well, your ex-husband was that way. Your ex-husband did all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. He did, and I'm done with that. And I don't see a man Robert's age changing, you know, and that's fine. It's just not for me. There are some women that love to do that. Mm-mm. Like, I watch yeah. my mom, and I'm like, Mother, you created a monster with this one. Because she's <laughs> always, she is picking up after him all the time. See, I will say this. Before I had my daughter, I used to provide those kinds of services for Scott all the time, and it never bothered me. That's why he fell in love with you, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I, but then I had Penelope, and I'm like, I'm not raising two of you. Pick up after yourself. <laughs> yeah, things really change when you had the kid. Right? It does, but, I mean, I don't mind doing those kinds of things. You just don't have the time now. I just now I'm like feel like it's a hassle, but, yeah. you know. Wow. Okay, yeah. well, Robert, care to respond? Um. I, I don't remember doing any of those things, but I don't, you know, I don't remember not doing any of them either. Right. So and that's the thing is most just of oblivious the offenders are never consciously doing it. Because totally it's not a big deal unaware. to us yeah. or people well, who do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, exactly. though. A totally unaware. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Robert. Ugh, he's just oblivious. He's just exactly like my ex-husband. I mean, Robert, is your house just a complete disaster? Absolutely not. No, I have a cleaning lady that comes in every day and takes care of things. Every day? <laughs> oh, my God. Damn. Damn. Your mom? Wow. Yeah. Does she live in the neighborhood? Yes. but She just pops over and picks mm. up? Lord, Man, I want one of those. How much yeah. does that run you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, like I said, you know. We can enjoy the nicer things this time of life. Yes. All right. So no chance of a second date here, Melanie, huh? No, not for me. Mm. I mean, good luck, though. I do think you're a super nice guy, and I wish you the best. Well, thanks. I think the same thing for you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Melanie, for taking the call. Robert, I'm sorry it didn't work out this time, but I'm sure you'll land on your feet. We wish you the best of luck in the future. All right. Thank, thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, right, I'll see you at Mad Tree. <laughs> yeah, next time. All right, buddy. Take it easy. Doesn't that sound glorious, though? Someone <laughs> to come to your house every day and um, just pick yeah. up after all. I still, <laughs> think it's sure. his mom. I still think it's his mom. I was it's, feeling it's okay. guilty about entertaining the idea of Bobby coming in every week instead of every other week. And now after this guy, I'm like, what the hell am I waiting hey, for? Hey, sign her up. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> okay. If you need any help with a second date update, just send us an email. Jeff and Jenna at WKRQ.com. And now what are they talking about on the Today Show? The Great Clutter oh, Debate. Oh, God. Yep. Clutter. All right. Let's check the roads once again. We got Denise Johnson here with your latest traffic. <laughs> About yeah. Grilled cheese is when you're just 
Hey, I want a grilled cheese. And then you look in the, in the drawer and you just have like maybe one piece of that cheese and two pieces of that cheese and you just kind of mish them Mix all up. Mix it all up. Yeah. yeah, that's like my favorite sure. grilled cheese. Of course, cut diagonally only. I of also, it, well, I don't know about that. For grilled but cheese, yes. I enjoy like a slice of pepper jack on there, like to give it a little zing. Mm-hmm. That could be good. Yeah. Our boss, though, we had a, what was the party? I don't remember. We had a party downstairs. And she, oh, it was the Super, the Bowl. Super Bowl party. And as a part of our Super Bowl party where people brought in different soups, our boss made grilled cheese sandwiches on a griddle. And she put like a little layer of ranch dressing inside. on there inside oh, wow. of it. And it was a delight. So wait, she kind of like wet the bread with ranch? Well, she put the butter on the outside per usual. Okay. And-, and then as it was like open face, like you would lay a li- like a little swipe of ranch and okay. then cheese and then cheese. And oh. if you want to put extra ranch on the other bread, I guess you could. Huh. But it was very good. That does sound good. But I also will say that the recommended way for the grilled cheese cooking has to be open faced so that the cheese, I just remember the cheeses will melt. Melt. Amy Tobin teaching us to butter yeah. both sides of the bread. That was a new thing. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Also using there, mayonnaise instead of butter. Mayonnaise is easy because it's very spreadable, usually straight out the fridge. Do people not butter both sides of the bread? Well, like, so when you say butter both sides of the bread, inside it's and the outside. inside and the outside, oh, gotcha. not the outside of both slices. Gotcha. It's inside and outside. Well, how can more butter not be a win? Right. Well, that's kind of how I think that <laughs> um, I always hear Natalie saying that when you order your toast at Raisin Cane's, you should ask them to butter and grill both sides or something like that. Oh, will they do that? They will. I've never had it that way, but I would think we should try. Interesting. Well, yeah, it is uh, grilled cheese sandwich day, and I guess they're popular because not only are they delicious, but they're relatively easy to make, and they're one of the cheapest things you can eat as long as you don't buy this one. A restaurant in New York is bringing back the world's most expensive sandwich today, and it is a grilled cheese sandwich that costs $214. Does it have gold on it? Is it like that place that has the sundaes with the gold toppings? Oh, I wonder if it is the same place. It actually does have edible gold flakes in it since you you brought it up. Uh, The restaurant is Serendipity 3. They are also known for selling the world's most expensive milkshake for $100, the world's most expensive fries for $200, and the world's most expensive dessert for $25,000. grand. do they sell? That's what I'm curious. Does anybody, is there anybody actually buying this crap, or is it just something they have on the menu so people will talk about them? Well, I don't know, but if you do decide to buy it, Jen, you have to order it 48 hours in advance, and here is why. Okay. Uh, The bread itself has Dom Perignon champagne baked into it. Okay. It is cooked in truffle butter with edible gold flakes mixed in. Okay. And the fancy Italian cheese they use comes from cows that can only be milked two months out of the year. Wow. Once it's cooked, they stick more edible gold flakes on the outside (laughs) of the bread for no good reason. Oh, it's just for appearance presentation. Mm -hmm. And it's also served with a lobster bisque dipping sauce. See, okay. I would want to. I wonder, you know, would they take some off? Because I wouldn't want the lobster bisque dipping sauce. But I can How see. How do you know? I do it because be really it's lobster. Good. Ugh, just the thought of it. But here's the thing: it's like if I was a bazillionaire, if I was Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or Bill Gates, I would buy that sandwich. You would because buy that sandwich. I would be so curious 
to see is it worth it. Yeah, do really? like an unboxing on YouTube, yeah. you know, and just like describe <laughs> your experience. The quintessential grilled cheese sandwich. So we start with bread, and this is not your ordinary bread. This is a French Pullman loaf oh. that is baked with Dom Perignon champagne, Love 24 it. carat edible gold flakes. We're going to take a little bit of white truffle oil, just baste the bread. Oh my God. Then we are going to slather it in grass-fed butter that's infused with white truffles. This cheese here is Cacio Cavallo Puerto Rico cheese, and the sandwich is ready. Oh, I love that stuff. I would also like to know the cost of all the ingredients. I oh, want to know. You mean break it down and see yes. how much of a markup there is? Yes, I want to know, did it cost them $12 to make the sandwich, and how much time and effort went into it? Well, they told you the whole recipe, so we could really do it if we wanted to. could probably to. figure it out. Yeah. Does anybody else have a weird thing about edible gold? I don't want it. I, I immediately go back to the gold, gold schlager. Gold schlager. Yeah. I used to drink that stuff. <laughs> it gets you so screwed up because it cuts the, the back of your tongue, man, for the alcohol like, absorption. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, we you, we went to, gold? we did a, uh, a, when Great Gatsby was a really popular movie, they brought that back. Uh, they did like a revival of The Great Gatsby. It was so in movie Leo? theaters. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, around that time, we had taken our first trip to Italy, and we were staying at this resort that had this big, fancy Great Gatsby-themed dinner where mm. a lot of the staff had dressed up, and they were they were playing like Charleston music, and they were wearing the get-ups, and they were dancing around the room, and it was really fun. But one of the plates they brought out was risotto, which, I mean, risotto is just amazing on its own anyway. But one half of it was like a black squid ink risotto, and it was covered in gold flakes. Yeah, and so you can really see completely them completely tasteless. Like yeah. you're just what's the point? Wasting money. Can we you're, scrape it off and turn it into an earring? You're not really getting any pleasure from <laughs> yeah. it. It does seem like a waste just of money. Put it on your tooth. Just a little coating on your tooth. There, there. you go. Grilled cheese. I hope you're ready, cause we got a date. I just can't wait to get home and put you on my plate. Grilled cheese sandwich. I think I'm going to make another grilled, 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 grilled cheese, if you please. Andrea. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Good. How do you make your grilled cheese? Oh, I have a secret recipe. Do you? You have to add the Tones dill pickle seasoning, just a sprinkle. It makes it so much better. That sounds amazing. I am here for it. It's good. Interesting. Does sound good. You know what I like to do, though? I will, like, cut up little slices of mini dills, and I will eat that as a bite. So now that you've told me to add this seasoning, I feel like i got to do that. You're in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's really good. Win you a thousand dollars here, Audrea. Yes, ma'am. Sounds great. So you're gonna have thirty seconds to answer ten questions that begin with the letter of the day. The trick to winning is to pass quickly, and the one rule is don't repeat any of your answers. Okay. All right. Do you have good. any questions? <clears throat> no, I'm good. Thank All right. you. Okay. Good. So, Audrey, today you have the letter H, as Ooh, in horseradish. Right. Uh, now okay. you can you can work with the letter H or uh, you also have the option? option of choosing your own letter. Oh, Ooh. choose your own letter day. All right. I'm going to choose the letter S as in Sam. You got it. Okay. 
Didn't, didn't we have yesterday was asked, right? Or was it the day it, before? Uh, I'm not sure, but you're right. And he really struggled with it because he was just, I think it was just stage fright. He was on the mm-hmm. spot. People I freak heard. out sometimes, you know. I think it was, it might, it might have been his first time. Yeah. Which is why. But Audrey, you've done this before. <laughs> Plenty of times. You yes. sound calm, cool, and collected. So. Well, no worries over. here. I'm, I feel good. All I right. Feel good she feels today. strong. Feeling good with the letter S. You know, Let's it's do getting it. getting serious when she pulls over. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. All right. Not messing around. Okay. So we got 30 seconds on the clock. Yeah, we're doing the letter S. Yep. All and right. I will not start the timer until Jen finishes asking the first question. So here we go. With the letter S, name something you buy online. Sandwich. Something you play. Soccer. Something red. Sonata. A restaurant. Sammy's. A cleaning supply. Pass. Something you rub. Stomach. Something you brush. Pass. A flower. Snapdragon. A party theme. Uh, sand volleyball. A vacation spot. Sarasota. Oh, look at that. Got it. Got it. You got eight. You were so close. And I I had really fun answers for some of your other ones. A cleaning supply. Just soap. Soap. Oh, that would have been so great. I just, I know. I was thinking just, you know, because you immediately, you try to think of a brand. Sure. And I'm just like, soap. Soap, for crying out loud. And then the other one you didn't get was something you brush. Brush, yeah. Oh. Scalp. Or your skin. Oh. Skin. <laughs> yeah, for some of us, it's our scalp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, scalp. they do dry brushing. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, yeah. Brushing yep. is yeah. definitely yeah. a thing yeah. on your skin. Yeah. Yep. But, I mean, those were, <sighs> the, but the eight you got were solid. Solid. I know, and really you good. were quick, girl. You really tried. Dang it. I tried. That's okay. I love talking to you guys. You guys make my morning, so thank oh. you so much. Appreciate it. love that, Andrea. You have a good one. Have a good day. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.